Joining the chorus, it's time for another North Melbourne Footy Club update with Dean Vasic and special guests on Hashtag Kangaroos. Welcome to another episode. My name is Dean Vasic. You can find me on Twitter at Hashtag Kangas or on Instagram at Hashtag Kangaroos Podcast. Now, today I was joined by Troy Makepeace uh, to discuss our rivalry uh, with the Essendon Bombers. I wanted to go back to his playing days, talk to him a little bit about uh, how uh, the rivalry was when, as a player as opposed to a supporter. Yeah, we, we want to beat Essendon. We don't like Essendon very much, uh, putting them mildly. So, yeah, I want to get his thoughts and uh, how it, you know, it was the rivalry as, as, as deep as the supporters felt. So, yeah, no, it was a really good chat. Talked about the team. Um, talked about uh, how uh, Troy would sell the club to... Um, uh, Alistair Clarkson, you know, we've had uh, what's uh, Ricky Ponting uh, trying to uh, do a sales pitch to him and or, or, and so forth. So, yeah, no, I'll talk to him a little bit about that. So, yeah, I won't hold you up anymore. I'll bring on Troy right now. All right, so tonight I'm once again joined by uh, former North Melbourne player Troy Makepeace. So, now, Troy, I want to go back to your past experience as a player when you played yep. against Essendon. Now, you grew up as an Essendon supporter, um, I did. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> what, what was it like as a player playing against them when uh, back in your day? Was the was the rivalry there? Uh, like because as supporters, it is our biggest rival. Um, did you have a similar feeling as a player? Uh, yeah, obviously, like you said, um, being a supporter before I joined North, um, I did rivalry as an Essendon supporter with North Melbourne um, when I first got to North. It wasn't, it wasn't something that was obvious at the start. Um, I think because I wasn't playing in those games when I first started there, I didn't notice it as much. But then once I got involved in the senior side, um, when we come up against against the Bombers, there was definitely a different feel, um, both through training, different feel through the lead up to the game. Um, I think it, it comes, it stemmed a little bit from obviously the close proximity between the two clubs. Uh, um, aren't too that far away so there was that side of it and then yeah the more I started I was sort of establishing myself in the senior side and um, there was a time where unfortunately things weren't going well for us as a, as a club but I do remember coming up against Essendon one one game it was a Friday night game I can't remember exactly what game it was but um, there was a definite uh, feeling um, of getting ourselves up for that particular game. And I think it was even mentioned on more than one occasion that it doesn't matter where we are or where we sit on the ladder. I said, we ne- and they said, we never get beaten by these blokes on a Friday night in front of a big crowd, in front of a big TV audience as well. And I think we come out and won that game. So uh, there's definitely a, a feeling there. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was something I didn't realise how big it was until I, until I obviously started playing. Yeah. I mean, look, did did uh, was there a feeling that it was like a finals game? That particular game, it definitely was. I think, like I said, we were struggling. Uh, might have been uh, two thousand and two, uh, late two thousand. I can't remember exactly which game it was, but um, we had a poor run of games leading up to that game, and I don't think we were sitting too well on the ladder. And there was definitely a finals feel about that particular game. Um, it wasn't the infamous game that uh, I'm sure you. You might mention a little bit later, but yeah, it uh, was definitely a game we won and it was a Friday night game. I remember we got ourselves in a really good positive frame of mind leading up to that game. It was, it was a really good feeling. 
Was that the one at the MCG? Oh, could they, mate? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know. My, my memory of games is terrible. Yeah, we, we ended up winning, didn't we? I think... Um... I know we won the game, and I'm pretty sure it was... I'm 100% sure it was a, a Friday night game because I remember yeah, the, the, the lead-up was all about, you know, you're on the big stage, you're the only game on, we're struggling, coming up against a team we don't particularly like very well. Um, you know, it was a real attitude of we're not going to get beaten, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, it was a close-ish game. I think we only won by a couple of goals from memory. That's going, yeah. I mean, this, these are my vague memories from 20 yeah. years ago. I can barely remember what happened 20 minutes ago, to be honest with you. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I do remember that game. I, I, I remember most games against Essen when we beat them. So I seem to forget the ones we <laughs> lose to them. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, did you play in a 2001 game? We were up by... I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did, yes. Yeah. Um, it was a... Unfortunately, like I said, we lost, but it was one of the most insane games. Um, you know, we kicked we kicked ten or eleven goals in the first quarter. I think it was like twelve goals to two in the first quarter. Twelve. Yeah, yeah. I think up, up by eleven goals, I think we were. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure, and I'm not, like I said, my memory's not that flash, but I'm pretty sure I started in the forward line that game. And I had about one or two touches in, because I spent most of the time watching the ball go over my head through for a goal. Um, and then I spent a bit of time on the bench and then uh, pretty sure the second half of the game I was playing down back. And um, it was just, it was insane. Um, it was 25 goals to 27. Um, I've watched bits and pieces in the uh, in the past and, some of the goals that were kicked and how quickly they were kicked was just phenomenal. So it, was, it would have been an uh, awesome game to watch live. Yeah, I was there. I was uh, sitting behind the goals. I remember Sav Rocker kicked three in the first quarter. Um, Jess Sinclair kicked a great goal in the first quarter. I remember that. He balked around yeah. one of a couple of players or something like that. Um, yeah, it was a, yeah, it was a great start. I seemed to watch the first quarter in a bit, and then I just uh, turned it off. After <laughs> Switch <that>. off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, because uh, Spider Burton kicked a goal early in the second quarter to put us 69 points up. And, yeah. But you could sort of sense that it was just a very open game. Like, you know, yeah. it was, the, like you said, the goals came uh, really quickly. And by halftime, we were only up by 21 points. I think David T kicked a goal at the halftime siren to put us up 21 points. And you sort of sense then yeah. that, well, geez, hopefully we can hang on. But um, yeah. it, was, it was, yeah, because Matthew Lloyd kicked a bag that day, I remember. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, you don't see that games like that anymore, do you? No, absolutely. So, yeah, it was good to be a part of. Just would have been nice to be on the winning side of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're in history books. I don't think anyone's ever come back from uh, 69 <laughs> points. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's the way it goes. Uh, when you played, did you have a player that um, you matched up on regularly? Um, Gary Moorcroft's one that sort of springs to mind. Um, I don't... I, don't think at that particular stage in 2001, I'd sort of established myself as a, a lockdown um, back pocket player. So there was um, different roles I played, you know, half forward, um, sometimes a little bit on a wing uh, and a little bit down back. Yeah. So wasn't uh, anyone in particular that at that particular stage in my career that I could um, point the finger at and say, yeah, that, that, that player I played on. I know I did play on Gary Moorcroft that, that game. Yeah, okay. Because they, they had a few small forwards, didn't they? They had the McCurys, uh, yeah. Collins and, and so forth. So, that, yeah, they would have been rotating a lot. And Kevin Sheedy was you know, probably, 
you know, was was a bit of a rotation coach in that regard. Like he would push, uh, you know, uh, midfielders forward as well and for, forwards yeah. uh, up the ground. So, yeah, you probably didn't have a regular matchup as, as much. No, Chris Heffernan was another one that comes to mind. Um, Mercury a little bit. Yeah, so um, it was more about mix and match for size. You know, the smaller ones, whoever was down there at that particular time. So, yeah, that's... They're all, like they were in the peak of their really good era, um, just come off a premiership in 2000. So they were a really good side. So it didn't matter who who was down there. It was a, a really tough contest. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, was it hard for you to match up on these players that you sort of idolised growing up? Um, you know, you, you talked about a number of number of them um, previously. A bit, yeah. Talking about, yeah, was it a bit hard? Not particularly, no. Um, I didn't sort of look at them as idols um, at that stage. So they were just an, another opposition to me. Um, and I think, uh, you know, you talk about the rivalry and that sort of thing. Um, it was sort of ingrained in into me really that, you know, not only were they opposition, you didn't like particularly any opposition that you played against, but with it being Essendon, uh, there was just a different feeling towards them. And, um, so, yeah, I really sort of changed my way of thinking about going from a supporter of the club to a team that I really didn't like and sort of continue not to like very well, uh, very much um, as, as opposition any time we play them. Mm. So you don't have a soft spot for them anymore? <laughs> no, strangely enough, <laughs> I don't, on. no. I've yeah. moved on pretty quickly, yeah. You've you've uh, you've seen a lot, which is good. So <laughs> <laughs> I had to take 120 uh, 120 odd games of AFL football to yeah, that's it. Lot. So no, yeah, it only, that, only took one or two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no, you would have found out pretty quick, wouldn't you? So yeah, yeah no, no, that's that's yeah, that's, that's uh, it's good to hear those sorts of stories. And uh, yeah, I'm glad uh, I'm glad uh, yeah that uh, you got that passion still. That uh, yeah, you you're, you're a supporter now. That uh, you still want to beat them, and uh, that's no, probably that's the one. Yeah, number one team we want to beat. Now we'll move on a little bit. Now we'll go. We'll go to the coaching. We talked about this yep. a couple of weeks ago. What sort of coach we want? Now Alistair Clarkson, I believe, met with Sonia Hood maybe today. I think uh, didn't hear too much about it. I haven't seen the news too much. Now, if you were, let's say, you were the president of North Melbourne and you were meeting him, how would yep. you try to sell a club to him? Because GWS are trying to get in as well. Um, how would you try and sell a club? Um. I'd look at it as you've, you've got yourself a, a clean slate. Um, you can come in and stamp any game style or any game plan, um, any um, way of I don't know, rules or, you know, terms and conditions. I don't know what word is the right word to use, but you can stamp your authority on this team right from the start um, and you'll have that respect straight away. And it's just an opportunity to mould a team which, um, you know, a lot's been said about our playing list, but I think the core um, is potentially there to to really build a, a nice strong team around if you get the right coach in place, if you get the right game plan in place, you get the right people around them to, to help guide them as well. Um, I think there's an opportunity just to really mould a team from scratch. Um, and then, you know, the the end goal being, you know, however long he wants to, he wants to or the club wants to set down the track, then it, um, 
you get say five years for example and you're playing finals and or you know in the top four and you can look back and go you know look at what we've achieved over these last four or five years and and feel you know, a real massive sense of achievement over having do that i think there's an opportunity that's how i would i'm not sure if that come across the way wanted it to but um, no, that's how good. i would sort of sell it as an opportunity to start from scratch and build a team uh, of your own um uh, with the end goal of playing you know top four finals and look back and yeah be really really chuffed with a really solid achievement yeah yeah i mean it's very hard to win a premiership but it's about uh trying to compete for a premiership i suppose at the end of the day and that's what we want to get to you know danny labor was uh, very good at that you know got the best out of his players for a number of years and got a number of top four finishes and that's all he can really ask for as a supporter i guess and yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely going to be interesting. What's your gut feel? Do you think he'll come to the club? Like, I know there's a lot of uh, media speculation that we, I mean, we don't know for sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, like, uh, what's your gut feel? Um, yeah, probably too early to to gauge at this stage. And obviously, yeah, we're only going by what we're being told in the media. Um, I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of what comes out of the media uh, a lot of the time. Uh, I think a lot of it's you know, speculation and sort of personal opinion or whatnot. So um, I try and wait to listen to, you know, what comes from the club, if anything. Um, like you said, we haven't heard anything from the club at this stage. We haven't heard anything from uh, Alistair Clarkson at this stage. So, yeah, it's all we can just speculate at the moment. Um, I, I think we've, I mean... We need a, a solid coach. Alistair Clarkson, we spoke about a couple yeah. of weeks ago, he's got to be number one on the list. And, um, you know, the conversations have started. So I think that's a great place to start. Um, yeah, and like, like I said, we just have to sit back and wait and see what comes of those meetings um, and, and then wait for any report or any media um, report. And then we'll go from there, unfortunately, as boring as that sounds. But um, that's really all I can go by at the moment. No, I play that with a very straight back, uh, straight back to the bowler. That one. <laughs> so, no, oh. no, that's fine. No, that's fair enough. Like, yeah, I mean, we, 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 we don't know anything, really. I mean, there's always going to be rumours. And you've stated even in the past, like, you, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of bullshit. But then you, then you hear one that you sort of think, how the hell do they hear about that sort of thing. So yeah. I'm sure there's some truth to some, but you don't know which ones to believe at the end of the day. So, yeah. No, I think someone might have mentioned um, on social media, on Twitter uh, this afternoon, the fact that we haven't heard anything negative at the moment. It's not like he's come out and said, I don't, I don't, not real sure or, you know, anything like that. There's, it's been, yep, he's willing to sit down and talk to Sonia is willing to, his management team are willing to sit down and, you know, discuss, um, you know, having this initial meeting. There's never been anything negative at this stage come out. So I think the right things are happening in terms of having those meetings and the right conversations sound like they're, they're happening at the moment. So, yeah, um, nothing negative to report yet, which is, I think, a, a good sign. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's not a be all and end all if we don't get him. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's option one and one eight at this stage. But um, yeah, you got to have a backup plan as well, just in case uh, he decides he doesn't want to coach or he wants to go to GWS. I'm not too sure. So, we'll, absolutely. Uh, yeah, we'll see. See how we go. Yeah, like looking at that list, I don't think that list is as bad as it's performing. And I've I've got I've 
call me uh, silly or optimistic or pessimistic. Oh, not pessimistic, but uh, probably silly. Now, I believe we'll play finals by 2024. Is that too close of an expectation as far as years go? Um, no. No, I don't think it is oh, thanks. <laughs> too close. I think No, I think a, a lot of things need to go right. Hmm. Um, I don't think it's beyond the realms of, of happening, but yeah, I think a lot of a lot of things need to be put in place. A lot of good things need to be put in place. A lot of things need to be established uh, very very quickly um, to be able to reach reach those heights. Um, yeah, as, as much as I agree 100, percent you know, there's only one team out of 18 can win a premiership each year, so um, that's what the end goal. But yeah, finals for a team like us is our first goal. Um, I don't think 2024 is. It'll be you know one of those targets you you want to reach that you set yourself, um, and then look back on that if you don't miss out, it's not because you're not putting the right things in place, just because you're not there yet. Yeah. No. Definitely. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. A lot. You pretty much said what. Uh, yeah. Um, I've been thinking anyway that, yeah, a lot of things would have to go right for that to happen and uh, we have to stop getting injuries. That'll be um, that'll be a start because, or, or even uh, as we'll get to later, uh, COVID uh, absences, uh, that, uh, hopefully we don't get them in 2024, but uh, hopefully yeah. that's long gone by then. So, yeah, we'll, um, we'll see how we go. Talking about the list now, we've got a number of out-of-contract players at the club. I'll go yeah. through probably the top six at this stage that uh, out-of-contract uh, Cameron Zerha, Todd Goldstein, Flynn Perez, uh, Jed Anderson, Curtis Taylor, and Bailey Scott. Now, they're all important, yeah. but who would you prioritise first that we need to get that signature uh, long-term or even short-term, I suppose? I think Zerha's got to be number one. Um, yeah. I think he's critical for our forward structure. Um, he can be, you know, his last last few weeks, um, you know, I haven't, I haven't been able to watch... The Hawthorne game, but you know, his few weeks before that have been uh, fantastic, in some really good form. Um, so I think he he would be number one. Um, I like Jed Anderson uh, a lot, so I think he needs to be one we need to lock away. Curtis Taylor's come out and said that he's really keen to to sign on. So you'd like to think that things are progressing in that that area. Uh, Flynn Perez is another one I'd like to lock away as well. Um, Bailey Scott, yeah, so nearly all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't put a number on it, can you? No, yeah, so the Goldstein one's an, an interesting one. I think, um, he doesn't owe the club anything, he's he's been phenomenal for our club. Um, I could choose to try and seek that premiership in the last couple of years of his career. Uh, I'd love him, um. Because I think he's he's just a fantastic, boy, a fantastic teammate to have around the club. Um, he's a phenomenal player on the field. Um, I think he can do wonders for the development of the team over the next couple of years. Um, so yeah, if he's in a headspace to sort of, I don't know, you don't want to say it, but sacrifice him going out to um, chase a premiership, if he can look at the other side and develop a develop a uh, a ruck group or, and a team around him um, that can take the club to potentially that stage 
at a time where he's not here, I think that'll be that'll be great for the club. But yeah, so he'll he'll be an interesting one. I'd love him to stay. Absolutely. Yeah, I think he'll stay if we offer him a deal because I think if he was going to leave, I think he would have left a couple of years ago. To be honest, he knew the direction of the club, and Geelong did chase him a couple of years ago. I think they even offered him a three-year deal, and yeah. you know they offered two years, so he was quite happy to stay. I think he's just set up in um, in Melbourne uh, with his young family and and so forth. Um, is there a club you think he could go to that um, you know that's in that premiership window and he, he would fit in quite well? Oh, not something I've really had a look at, to be honest, mate. Yeah. Um, not John? something I've really. Because um, he got Reece Stanley's in number one rock. Yeah, but I don't think is he going to be the tipping point for them. Like, I think they've shown enough this year that that they can play really competitive football and you know top four level football um, without him in there. So. I'm not sure whether. Well, I'm not a list manager, but I'm not sure whether he <laughs> he's a he would be the tipping point for them to go to that premiership stage. So, yeah, it's I don't know. Yeah, I can understand yeah, why they would, but um, yeah, just not sure that he would be the one that they would chase. Yeah, he's, but that's probably the only team I could think of um, up the top of the ladder. Like, uh, you've got uh, Melbourne, Max Gorn, he's never going to replace, you know, there's no point getting him there. No. Uh, who else you got? Uh, maybe the Swans, but then he'll have to move in a state. You know, uh, yeah, Brisbane as well, you know, have to move in a state. Um, so, yeah, it makes it a bit tricky, doesn't it? So, yeah, it's, I'll, I'll look, if he gets offered a deal, I think he'll stay. Um, it'll probably be a year-by-year contract. Um, especially at his age, I think he's thirty-four now. So yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's an interesting one. That's probably the one I'm I'm more I'm most interested in. I mean, I hope he's signed Zerha and, and all those all those players. Um, you know, to you know, two three year deals that that'll be ideal. Should we be concerned that even though it's only a month to the end of the season, that we haven't it hasn't looked like um, that uh, anything's happening there that we we don't look like signing uh, re-signing anyone at the moment. Um, well, I don't know for sure, but yeah, no, yeah, you just you don't know what's happening in the background. Yeah. You'd like to think that definitely those things are. Oh, I'd be very surprised if they're not happening in the background. Um, I, I see those all those players playing pivotal role over the next four or five years for to get our club up um, to where we hope that they can can be. So, yeah, I'd definitely like to think that those guys will be getting spoken to or management groups are getting spoken to and uh, contract talks have progressed, um, hopefully in the right way. Yeah, look, um, you do, I don't know, have you heard about other teams? Are you from? I'm just trying to think, you know, if other teams are sort of, you're looking at, oh, we haven't heard if this player signed or that player has holding off. Um, there's a couple come to mind, but. Yeah, so yeah, I'm just talking. I feel like I'm talking <laughs> no, out loud, no, but <laughs> no, all good. Um, yeah, just with the Zerha one, I mean, there might be a bit of interest uh, back at Western Australia. That's where he's originally from. Only, yeah. only thing I think that's holding any talks about that because uh, I think he'd be good to fit at Fremantle is that uh, they got an offer to Luke Jackson at the moment, so they're probably waiting to hear what happens there. If yeah. uh, Luke Jackson resigns at Melbourne, then they might, uh, then they might uh, push hard for Zerha. 
offering a big think West deal. West might be interested in him as well. Obviously, with yeah. Dar- yeah, well, they're all, all a bit older. Darling Kennedy. Um, yeah. yeah, I haven't heard anything about that, which I, which is a little bit of a surprise. Um, maybe they're going down the younger path. I'm not too sure, and they want to develop their own. Um, but up there, I'm not too sure. So yeah, that's uh, yeah that yeah that's that's probably a bit of a surprise that that I haven't heard anything about that. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll um, yeah we'll wait and see. I guess what happens. Um, we'll move forward. Um, so we'll talk about. Uh, We'll go back to the North versus Essendon game this week. Now, we'll talk about team changes. Now, we've hit, been hit with health and safety protocols. Um, Aaron Hall, Aidan Kaur yeah. and Paul Curtis all out with health and safety safety protocols. Flynn Perez suspended for, that, for one week. Now, into the team. Um, so, into the uh, yeah into the team. Uh, Jackson Archer and Callum Dawson are definites. Uh, Callum Dawson's going to make his debut. Intercept defender from Williamstown. Nick Larkey as well into the team. Uh, on the bench, we've got uh, Jack Marnie, Josh Goder, Josh Walker, uh, Kane Turner, Hugh Greenwood, Tom Powell, Phoenix Spicer, so, and Charlie Lazaro. So four of those uh, players will get picked out of, out of the eight. So there's th- three definite changes. Um, yeah, so not a bad team. Feels, feels like a fairly strong team, like considering all the players that we've got out. Uh, you happy with those changes? Um, obviously you'd like Hall and Moore mm. and yeah, those um uh, Paul Curtis to, to be playing. Um, yeah, but I, I like the ins. Um, particularly looking forward to watching Callan Dawson debut, which is fantastic. Even though uh, if you <laughs> look like Boomer gave it away um, when they were trying to do the reveal for him, I think Boomer might have given him the heads up when he was on his way to the to the coach's office. So. Well yeah. done, Boomer. You're supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Um, so he didn't read the script, obviously. But no, no, um, <laughs> looking forward to him. Um, yeah, Jackson Archer would be good to have him back to yeah. give him a, a run towards the end of the year. Um, obviously, he's yeah had a couple of games, so uh, mm. good to see him back in there. Uh, wouldn't mind having a look at uh, Goda uh, before the end of the year. So yeah, that's and I, I really can't see um, Powell. I don't think he should be out of the team. Um, yeah. yeah, so I'd like to think he would be one of the starters on the interchange bench, uh, along with Greenwood. Um, who else did you I'm trying to think of how she mentioned go to? Uh, yes and no. Um, yeah, uh, I think yeah, maybe I with that. maybe with Curtis out. Yeah, yeah I think... he just—I I know what he can bring, but he just hasn't done it. On, and I know it's hard games, but yeah, been a little bit inconsistent. Um, was a little bit quiet, I believe, last week. And so, yeah, it's a tough one because you you want to give him a good run, you know, four or five games in a row to establish themselves and and see how they go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like his pace. Like he does uh, put defenders under pressure, uh, putting pressure on uh, rebound defenders. So I like him for that for that role in itself. Um, look, he, there was a couple probably yeah efforts that uh, he'll look back on in the first half that he wouldn't be happy with, but he learnt in the second half, and that's what it, what it's all about. And at the end of the day, I'd probably rather give a game to him him than let's say Josh Walker or Kane Turner. We know what they what they give us, and I'd rather yep. 
have an X-Factor type of player and get another game into a Phoenix buy. So what are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. Yeah, I like it. Um, you know, when you put it in those, in that sense, uh, in terms of, you know, um, players that are going to take us forward, um, you're going to be looking at three years' time, you're going to be looking at Kane Turner as one that's going to be taking us forward or a Phoenix Bison. So, yeah, when you put it put it like that, I agree with you 100%. And, you know, Spicer definitely takes that one um, forward. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind go, seeing Gator. Go with him. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Gator for a game. He's looked all right in the reserves. Uh, good rebounding defender. Uses the ball quite well. So, yeah, I mean, it's probably a good opportunity while we've got a few COVID absences to um, give him a chance. But, I mean, then again, you don't want to risk having too many, I, I guess, kids. Uh, yeah. On, uh, and on, uh, what have we got um, to lose, though? Oh, uh, we got. We don't want to lose the essence. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, maybe good the experience point. might help us. So. Yeah. yeah, the other one. Um, what are your thoughts on Matt McGuinness? Oh, I think the club's a bit out on him. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, can't it's interesting seem to... because I'm pretty sure at the start of the year, um, the club did, you know, recently. Oh, I think it was released today. They did a question and answer with a couple of the players, the bookends. Yeah, I'm pretty so. sure last year that, or the start of this year, they did a Q and A, and one of the questions posed to them was, you know, obviously with Robbie Tarrant going out of the side uh, this year. Um, you know who's going to help out Mackay. Um, you know we need, we missed out. You know it was opportunity to draft a young kid in a key position, and I'm pretty sure the response was um, Matt McGuinness is one that they're going to be looking towards um, to possibly fill that role. And we just haven't seen him uh, or haven't even heard about how he's tracking or. You know, I've watched a couple of his games. I thought he'd been doing okay. And I thought, you know, it, well, you talk about intercept marks and, um, you know, his, his ability or willingness to take on the kick as well. You know, there's 45-degree kicks and inside the corridor kicks. He, he's not afraid of doing that. So just a, a bit of an outside look um, at someone like him maybe. But, yeah, if the club's gone off him or the – Coaches have gone off, and obviously that's not ideal for him, but, yeah. I think the other players have just gone in front of him. Like, we've got uh, Callum Dawson, uh, mid-season recruit. Uh, Lockie Young's had a you know, very good second half of the year. Jackson Archer has come in. Uh, Aiden Bonner has come back from injury. You know, Josh Goder you know, has been in uh, reasonable form in the reserve. So it, it's probably limiting his chances. Now, I did hear, now I didn't see it, um, his last reserves game, they did push him forward. So Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I'm not too sure if they might see him uh, there as an option. But, um, yeah, look, it's it's an interesting one, uh, what happens to him at the end of the season. Out of contract, I think he's about 23 already. So yeah. I'm not too sure. Look, it's yeah, it's a brutal business, as you would know. So, yeah, it's um, yeah. I mean, wait and see, I guess. He's got a beautiful left foot. I'll, you, know, he's, you know, he's got a very good uh, penetrating kick on him. But, yep. uh, yeah, he's not a big body, is he? Like, he's, he's very nah. well. So yeah, we'll um we'll we'll wait and see on that one. So yeah, no, I can't give you too much on him, but uh, I, yeah. I think he's on the outer at the moment. Yep, no, fair enough. Yeah. So in saying all that, how can we beat Essen this week? Now they've had the wood over us for a number of years now. Um, you know, it's been a long time since we've beat them. Um, we've had a couple. Uh, we've had that good finals win in uh, 2014 or 15 or whatever it was. Um, 
yeah, that uh, drew Petrie two goals in a minute. But um, yeah, they've they've certainly had the wood over us, and uh, yeah, we struggle to match up on against them as well. But um, yeah, what are your thoughts on how we can uh, get past them this week? Uh, probably sound a bit like a broken record because it's sort of my go-to, not only with how I think about North, but even at local level. Um, I think at a bare minimum, you just you just got to hunt the opposition. Uh, we just got to go out and hunt them this week, and not not have not allow them any any time or space with the footy and um, force them into turnovers uh, just by putting uh, all that pressure on them. And, you know, I think that is a bare minimum. I think we need to set that as our baseline. And, you know, excuse me, we'd like to think that we've come a little bit, we've taken some small steps forward in, in our ball use. Obviously, you know, from all reports last week, we butchered the foot quarter and, we're our own worst enemy again. Um, but I think we've proven in a couple of weeks before that, that if we can get that right, we can be a very dangerous team to defend or try and defend against. So, um, yeah, one, uh, all-out attack on, in terms of hunting the opposition, just be relentless in our pressure, relentless in our tackling. Uh, and then once we get our hands on the footy, if we can um, use it and maintain possession, um, yeah, I think that'll that'll go a long way, but yeah, obviously that's just my personal opinion, and um, you know you'd like to think that the coaches have got a plan in place and have the same sort of mentality and and severe dislike of the opposition we're coming up against this week, and um, you know just whatever go back to the you know two thousand one two thousand two. What was said to me is it doesn't matter where we're sitting on the ladder or or you know who we've got playing, uh, we don't lose to this mob. So yeah, that'll be our. Uh, my attitude anyway. Yeah, no, that's a pretty good attitude to have. So, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I mean, they've, like, particularly the last couple of times, they've, they've uh, smashed us on the outside. They're a very quick team. Once the ball gets, gets on the outside, they're very hard to stop. But, uh, you know, they've been a bit up and down this year. They've been certainly been better in the last month or month and a half, uh, the Bombers, yeah. and they were a bit stiff last week. <laughs> they sort of are uh, their own worst enemy at the end there. But, um yeah, look, if uh, hopefully they can have uh, one of those games they had in the first half of the year and just not show up, um, that'll be ideal. But uh, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be tough work, uh, especially with the uh, health and safety uh, protocols that have hit us this week. So yeah, it would have been nice to have Paul Curtis and Aaron Hall a uh, bit of pace in the team. But um, yeah, it is what it is. We've still got um, yeah you know, a, a pretty good twenty two that's going to roll up there, and uh, still a chance, you know, to definitely. Um, you know, put in a good performance, that's for sure, and a competitive one. So, in saying all that, uh, what's your final prediction, Troy? Uh, we'll get up by a couple of points, and it'll be a fantastic victory on Sunday afternoon. And um, it'll just—I'm going away to Early Beach, taking the family up to Early Beach on Monday. So it'll be a yeah, really good opportunity to sit back and have a couple of couple of wines or a couple of beers and enjoy a good victory over a team that we uh, don't like very much. So yeah. Two two goals I'll go I'll go with two goals yeah I'll I'll go for I was, I was talking to a mate last night and, uh, on the podcast and I sort of said oh, we'll kick a goal after the siren after you hit the post with thirty seconds to go <laughs> the cameras were half on the boundary or something like that so that'll be nice but uh, yeah it's uh, yeah no it'd be nice to uh, get one back over them because it's been a bit of a funny rivalry over the last probably twenty twenty five years 
when a team wins one, they generally win five, six, seven in a row, and then yeah. it goes uh, the opposite way. So, yeah, we're hoping if we can get this one, then, uh, yeah, hopefully we can uh, beat them a few times in a row over the next couple of years. So, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll definitely see how we go. Anyways, Troy, did you want to add anything else before I let you go? No, all good. I, I think we, last time we spoke, we spoke about when um, Lee Adams was – uh, taking over, um, you know, what we want to achieve out of the remainder of the year. And I, I said 50% record, win-loss win record, and I think we're on track to do that still. And I think we can get um, back above 50% this week and knock the Bombers off. So really looking forward to, to what we can do over the last few weeks and uh, leading to a, a solid preseason. So thanks again for having me, mate. I really love having, having chats with you and talking all things North and uh, hopefully this, listeners get a lot out of it as well. Oh, I'm sure they do. And, uh, yeah, no, my DMs go off sometimes. They sort of always want you on. And I said, well, it's a bit hard. He's got his own life. He's got a few kids. So he's got football commitments and, and so forth. So, no, I really appreciate you coming on the show. No, it's very nice words. It's very humbling uh, coming from your great self. But, uh, no, I really appreciate you coming on. And uh, always a pleasure to chat with you, Troy. Oh, good. Thanks for having me again, Dean. And I uh, look forward to the next chat. Sounds good, mate. You take it easy. And have a good trip away. Uh, he's a very humble individual, is Troy Makepeace. And uh, yeah, I yeah, can't thank him enough for coming on the show once again. Um, that's it for this episode. Um, once again, thanks to all you lovely listeners for all the likes, retweets you do for the show. It really helps the show grow. I'm getting uh, yeah, a fair few listeners, more new ones as well, getting more followers. So yeah, and I can't thank you, all you lovely listeners, uh, for putting it out there and telling all your friends and um, yeah, leaving uh, retweets and comments and, and so forth. So, no, I really appreciate it. Um, so that's it for this show. Um, like I said, I will be back next week, either Monday or Tuesday, do a, a review of hopefully our win against Essendon. Um, we'll see how we go with that, I guess. Uh, yeah, um, we can't be too confident uh, with the season we've had, but uh, you never know. Hopefully we can uh, get the four points and uh, put in a good uh, performance for our supporters. Um, this is our grand final. It was probably our grand final from about, you know, uh, round one onwards, really. So, yeah, I'll, I'll put this, uh, you know, I'll put a highlighter through this fixture. Uh, looking back on it a number of uh, weeks ago now. So, yeah, no, definitely looking forward to this contest. And hopefully we can uh, have a real cracking game and uh, put in a real good performance for all you uh, loyal supporters as well that go to the games every week um, and, uh, yeah, have, you know, put up with uh, a fair bit this year. So, yeah, um, yeah, no, so hopefully we can uh, get the win. Anyways, I've rambled on long enough uh, for tonight. Um, that's it. Uh, I will leave a shout-out to Dean Dugdale. Bye for now.